0: To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message.
1: Today's readings are from James 1, 19-21 and Colossians 3, 12-17. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. May God bless both the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word.
0: Week two of our Power of Words uh, worship series. And so I encourage you to have your bulletins handy uh, in there. As As I tell you each week, there are scripture passages for you to reflect on throughout the week. There are also places in there for reflection on questions as well as a space to jot down some notes. So when the Spirit does speak to you this morning, you can jot those down. And for all of you at home, I know that, uh, that there is a space that you can, or there is an email that came out that you can print the bulletin, or if you don't have the bulletin or anything, just find a piece of paper so that when the Spirit speaks to you this morning, uh, that you can jot that down real quick so you don't forget. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, uh, we come striving to hear your word. We want to hear your message for us today. And so, with that being said, God, I ask that, that I may decrease, that you would increase, And that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but that they would be your words for your people. All this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Words are powerful. Words have deep meaning. Words can encourage. Words can diminish. Words can make you feel like you are invincible and then bring you to the lowest point of self-worth in your life. Words are important. Words are power. This is how we started last week as we began this new series talking about our words and how, and how we actually use them. Do we build up or do we tear down? Do we hurt others with them or do we offer life-giving words to them? What has it been for you this past week? Have you reflected on your words? Have you, have you been able to take a chance to, to sit down and just think about some of the things that you said and, and maybe how you said it? Did anything we talked about last week make a difference in your life? I hope so. But if not, maybe we need to take better notes <laughs> from all my uh, professor friends. <laughs> take better notes. Well, today I want to turn our focus to our families. Think back on your family as you grew up. What are your memories? What words were spoken most in your household? Were they words that that build character? (laughs) Words that made you worry? Words that told you how much you were loved? I mean, I'm sure if I went around the room, I could ask all of you, and you would all have stories that, that we could all share. And maybe we should share them. And maybe we can share those after worship today as we, as we gather next door for coffee and, and individual treats that are in bags. So, uh, not only do we have coffee this week, but we also have cookies and other things. Some memories came to you when I asked you about your family while growing up. And they're probably different from from others, but maybe somewhat similar as well. We may have great families, ones that, that, that we love and cherish, but others may not get along with some of their relatives. So it is in this area that I want to focus today. But before we do, I want to remind us of a verse that we heard last week. It's Ephesians 4.29. And I think, actually I would like us to to read this together. Maybe I should step out of the way. Uh, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. With this in mind and on our hearts... Let's talk about our family relationships. And let me remind you once again that words have power. What we say and how we, can, how we say it is so critical to understanding some of the broken relationships that we see all around us. Our words have the power to kill the human spirit from the inside. Adam Hamilton talks about the analogy of, of roundup. Some of us like this stuff. Some of us, maybe not so much, but when dealing with some pretty harsh weeds in some pretty tight spaces, Roundup does the trick. However, what Adam talked about was how it actually worked, and I didn't realize this that when you sprayed it on the plant, the weed, the bush, or any living thing, it seems like, it begins by blocking an enzyme that the plant needs to grow. It works from the roots out. Essentially killing the plant from the inside out. Our words have the same effect. Our words can be harsh. You know, we we hear harsh words about ourselves, and although we, we might be able to just kind of brush them off, let them wash off our backs, they have a way of getting into our heads and into our hearts. And then we hear them again and again and again, and the words become poison to our hearts and eventually begin killing our spirits from the inside out. This happens as we call our kids or brothers and sisters or even our parents names that are mean, cruel, and degrading. I don't remember how many times I've been walking through the store and I hear parents talking to their kids in ways that I would never dream of. Names like stupid, idiot, good for nothing are, are all ones that I've heard, and I'm sure that you could probably tell me a whole host of other ones that you've heard as well. To top it off, the attitude that comes with them makes them even worse. I had a friend one time who had a cat. And for some strange reason, he named his cat Dumb Cat. <laughs> now, if this cat could understand the English language, I wonder how it would feel about itself after hearing that name year after year. Time for breakfast. Hey, dumb cat. Time for snuggles. Hey, dumb cat. Day in and day out, again and again. Dumb cat. Dumb cat. How demeaning and degrading. Talk about having low self-esteem. Well, this can also happen with, with employees and bosses. I mean, have you ever had a boss that would use degrading names when talking about you or maybe your other coworkers? Maybe they called you out in front of other employees and made you feel less than human. But we're talking about family words today. How many marriages have ended due to verbal abuse. Harsh words are spoken between two people that have made a vow to love each other. They're repeated over and over again and the person being abused begins to feel like they are less than who they really are. Depression can set in. They begin to feel like they have absolutely no worth. Words have power. Words our power how do you plan on using them this week but we got to see that this is nothing new we all know this don't we i mean we should we we should know that we shouldn't do it but yet there are so many times we find ourselves saying things that we shouldn't say we know it's wrong we just need to practice doing and saying the right things but let's think about another aspect of this. Speaking harsh words is bad, but withholding good words can be just as bad. I guess we could think about it like this. Think of, think of like a drought. A drought of positive, encouraging, and supporting words. I mean, I think we all know kind of what a drought is. We all know what a drought can do. If we hear the word drought, we might think of images like this. Images of this cracked, dry ground. And, and of course, when this happens, this also might happen. Because it doesn't have enough water. Without all the nutrients needed to help the crops grow, they fail. They shrivel up and produce crops that are, that are almost worthless. When we withhold these praises, the encouragement, and love-filled words from our kids, we force them into a positive image drought, and the results can be dramatic. Their self-image is not a healthy one, and they can start looking for acceptance and love in places that they shouldn't be. Some of you may have grown up in homes like that. You don't remember hearing encouraging words or positive messages of love and acceptance. That has affected you and formed you into who you are today. But I think everyone needs to hear these words of grace. Whether you have grown up in a home that spoke loving words or maybe you heard hurtful words. Know that your Father in Heaven loves you. God loves each and every one of you. And as I've heard many times, there's nothing you can do about it. God loves you that much. Maybe there are some of you that look back over your life and raising kids and are remembering some not-so-kind words that have been shared Maybe you're thinking of some negative images that, that have been shared through your words and you wonder if things can be made right. My answer is a resounding yes. Maybe you need to have a conversation with your kids or your grandkids. Tell them that you're sorry for the harsh words that are, that are spoken and that, you want, and that you want their forgiveness. God knows that we don't always say and do the right things, but that's why we have this thing called grace, mercy, and love. We can make things right. It's not too late. Our kids will thrive under this grace and love that we offer. And so I encourage you to do it today with your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids. Don't wait. Okay, so we know that that speaking harsh words and withholding good words is wrong and that we shouldn't be doing that. We know that we should be encouraging and grace-filled and loving with all that we say. So we need to be speaking those words of grace, hope, and love. And so are we speaking those? Let me give you just a short list of words that we should be saying. Words that should be coming out of our mouths Frankly, words that some of us have not heard from those we most desperately wanted to hear them from. First, three little words. I love you. Have you told your kids, your siblings, your parents that you love them recently? Do they know that, they, that you love them I mean, far too often we focus on telling our kids that, that we love them, but we need to understand that our parents also need to hear it just as much. And so do our grandparents. Have you told them lately? Have you told them how much you love them? Yes. Sorry, i got to have to shoot a little hand signal up. Just for those of you who want to know what that hand signal is, it's, uh, it's actually a little heart. Uh, so it's an I love you back to Jessica back there in the back. She was holding her hands up. <laughs> Second, it's actually not a few words. It comes from our passage in James. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. So this one is actually not speaking. But that, it do- but that doesn't mean that you have nothing to do. We need to listen. Listening is such a lost art form In this age of instant gratification and endless barrage of self-promotion, we've lost the ability to listen to others, to truly just hear their stories. To hear them, to hear their souls. When we listen to others, we show them that they have worth. That we value what they have to say. When we do this, we build their self-image just by listening to them. And not listening to respond, but just listening to hear their stories. I know I find myself in trouble with this one sometimes as, as I like to talk. But I need to spend more time listening. Are you listening to those around you? The next one might be the toughest and one that you might not be ready for. It's six simple words. Oops, I'm sorry, that's the James passage. I am sorry, I forgive you. Admitting fault and apologizing for it can be difficult, but it is necessary to maintain healthy relationships. Forgiveness is a hard thing. I know we've talked about this. There are many times when we don't want to forgive. Someone has done something bad to us, and we don't feel like forgiving them. I mean, why would we, really? They're the ones who did this horrible thing. Let them burn for it. I don't care. We carry around this grudge. You remember the backpack that I carried around? We carry around this grudge, not wanting to let it go, because we feel that if we do, if we forgive them, that it just makes it okay. What they did was all right, and chances are they're going to do it again if they were given the chance. But that's not what I'm saying. You may have had some terrible things done. to you by your family. You may be carrying around this incredible burden. You may be in the middle of an abusive relationship, involved with a family that doesn't reciprocate love. Maybe one that demoralizes you, or maybe this has been done to you in the past. And so I need to tell you something today. God loves you. God loves you, and God doesn't want you to be in that situation Anymore. anymore. God only wants what is best for you. Forgiveness is a way out. Forgiveness is a way out. Now, hear me out before you, like I said before, I think, before you start throwing things at me about that. Forgiveness is not about saying that what this person or these people have done to you is right and okay, it's not. It's also not about forgetting that this has happened to you at all. Forgiveness is not about either of those two things. Forgiveness is about releasing them from the control they have on your life. When you're carrying around this burden of disgust and of betrayal and of hatred, you're continuing to link yourself with that person. They may not even know. Many times they don't that you feel this way about them, but you must see that it doesn't matter. What matters is that you are still linked through your emotions with them. Forgiveness doesn't say that they should get away with what they did or how they treated you. It's about releasing them from the control they unknowingly have on your life. I am sorry. I forgive you. Finally, gratefulness. Thank you. Thank you for whatever it may be, large or small. We can just be thankful for kind gestures, words, gifts, or or just their presence in our lives. What a difference we can make by acknowledging the things that our families do for us by just telling them, thank you. Have you shown your appreciation to your family today? have you shown them lately have you said thank you and again ephesians 4:29 do not let any unwholesome talk come out of, your, out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen have you spoken kind and gracious words to your family today? Words are powerful. Words are power. How are you wielding your power today? I want to end this morning in prayer, but I, but I want to pray a little differently. And so I want you to, to just kind of get in an attitude of prayer and, and pray with me, but, but I'm going to give an opportunity for you to, to whether it's out loud or, or silent, just to, to speak those words of, of prayer to God for yourselves as well. So will you pray with me? Almighty God, God, there are moments that we come before you Knowing that that maybe in the past we have hurt someone. We have hurt someone with with words that we have said. God, we know that words are powerful. And so, God, we, we ask your forgiveness in this moment. God, we ask for forgiveness in those times that we have used words the wrong way. And so, God, hear our words of confession. And are asking for forgiveness in those times. God, thank you for hearing those prayers. Thank you for hearing our confession. But God, we know that it it doesn't end there. God, we are forgiven by you, but but God, we know that you are placing people on our hearts right now that we need to, to go to and have a conversation with and to ask for their forgiveness. And so, God, speak to us those names, the names that we need to address. God, thank you for the names. The names of those that we need to talk with, to ask forgiveness from, and to change our lives, to truly be a person that offers positive words. God, help us today in places that we're, where we need to be thankful. Show us places where we can be grateful. And that we can reach out with positive and encouraging words to our family. To be able to tell them thank you. To be able to tell them that we love them. And so God, in our day, bring those right to the forefront of our minds. And so that in that moment, we can share. We can share those simple words of encouragement and of love. Most of all, God, guide us through the rest of our days so that we may truly know the words that we need to speak. The words of gratefulness, the words of love, the words of grace. So that all of our family knows just how much we love them, just how much we care for them, and how much their lives have meaning. Because not only do we love them, but God, you also love them. And it's because you loved us that we can in turn love. And so, God, for these messages that we hear from you, we ask that you continue to guide us, continue to direct our paths, and also, God, continue to tell us just how much you love us. God, thank you for your message. Thank you for the encouragement that you give us and the abundant life that You offer. All this I ask in the precious name of Your Son, Jesus Christ, Amen. As we get ready to leave this place, may we all know that that pardon for sin is there. It's available. Pardon for all the harsh words that we have spoken in the past is there. All we need to do is ask. And it will be provided, that forgiveness that we long for. And so who do you need to have a conversation with today? Who do you need to not only maybe ask forgiveness from, but who do you need to offer words of encouragement to? Those strong, loving family words. Take that with you this morning as you, as you go next door for coffee and snacks and, and continued fellowship, because that is a continuation of our worship And so I encourage you to join us over there. But go, knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.